You have just tuned in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight podcast. This is the place where everyday conservative America hangs out. I'm known as the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And with me as always, my friend, my brother, my co-host, Dwight Williams. Join us as we break down this week's events in America and the rest of the world. You get news analysis, color commentary on life, and sometimes things that just make us laugh. So sit back, tune out the rest of the world around you, and hang out for the next hour or so with your friends here in the Liberty Room. What's today? Uh, today would be uh, the day we're recording our podcast. It is. It's Christmas, right? It would be Christmas. Did you hear noise up on my roof? No. I Hold didn't. on, let me get my shotgun. Hey, Santa, watch out. <laughs> Jim is armed and dangerous. <laughs> ho, ho, ho to you too. I don't want to be crawling around on my roof. That's creepy. It is. It is. And then he comes down your chimney. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. You know why I'm doing that? Well, you know, I've been on the naughty list for so long. I don't even know if I'm, if, if I, if my house even qualifies anymore. He just bypasses it. He's just right over top. I'm pretty sure, Jim, you're going to get something special for Christmas. I don't like the way you said that. I said it genuinely. Did you? Yeah, okay. it was very genuine. Yeah. I was, I was a little, I was a little concerned there for a minute. Yeah, no, no. I, I talked to Santa Claus earlier. Yeah, and he's yeah. You're at the top of his list. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, very much so. Which list would that be? Uh, the the good list. Oh, really? Yeah. You know the reason why? Why he my was, credit score went up. Your credit score, went, <laughs> yeah, it did. That's right. <laughs> no, he was so happy that you won election here in Waynesboro. He's like, you deserve a special award. Really? Not just a trophy or a special gold star. Really? Yeah, you're gonna get something very special. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So Santa Claus is a very well, let good me dude. Put the, let me put the shotgun back in the corner there. Yeah, put it put it away. Okay. Stand all down. All right, I got you. Santa Claus, it's okay. <sighs> I took care of it. Breathe. Oh. Yeah. Whatever medicine you're on, om. stop taking it. <laughs> oh, that kidney stone medicine is something else, let me tell you. I'm sure. Yeah, let me, let me tell you what, let me tell you something else, though. Tell me. Welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in with us. <laughs> Suckerty man. Did you see that? Did oh, that? man, that was just so smooth. <laughs> I should have seen it coming. Oh, wait, I did. Yeah, how about that? Everybody, welcome to hang- welcome, and thanks for hanging out with us for the next hour or so here in the Liberty Room with me and my friend Dwight. Uh, don't forget that you can link through our website, thelibertyroom.com. It has the links to all of our favorite podcast providers that uh, provide you with uh, the soothing sounds of the Liberty Room. Ooh. You like that? Yeah, like yeah. Delilah. Oh, no, not like Delilah. Not, oh, okay. No, I can't yeah. stand love notes. Those people, I want to punch them. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're not like the lo- like stop, love notes. No. Stop being a bunch of whiners. Um, yeah, no anyway. kidding. <laughs> Grow up. Anyway, you, our favorite podcast providers that provide uh, the, our podcast to you, places like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket, uh, uh, CastBox, um, Overcast. Overcast, Anchor, Stitcher. We're all about the podcast world. So if you are listening to the podcast now, I guarantee you, probably if you uh, want to go find it for yourself, it's on most of your favorite podcast providers. Would you say I, so? I, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. It's a good bet. While you're there on the, the LibertyRoom.com, there's also a link there to go to TheJimWood.com. That's the brother show to The Liberty Room. Every Wednesday night, live on five, as Dwight calls it, five different social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. You can find us there, and you can be part of the conversation. 
Why? Well, because it's live and the conversation's on the screen. Mm -hmm. So jump in, whether you like us, whether you hate us, doesn't really matter. Come on in and talk with us. Hang out with us a little bit. Uh, we talk a little bit about everything, just the same as we do here. Um, and if you're if you really need the link to that website, you can link from the Liberty Room. But it's a it's a it's a never ending circle because on thejimwood.com mm-hmm. there's also a link for thelibertyroom.com. Well, imagine that. How about that? It's like yeah. a dog chasing his tail. Never Pretty much. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Once you catch it, then you got to figure out what to do with us. Exactly. <laughs> Whoever designed our website was yeah. just genius. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll take credit for that. Anyway. You should. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Th- I think thank because you. I actually did. Oh, it was you? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, thank you for doing well, that. Well, you're very welcome. You're you made it so easy for our listeners to find us. How about that? And find you. Yeah. And then find us. And then find, find you. Us. And then and find, find us. Yeah. And then find you. Look, kids, Parliament, Big Ben. <laughs> All right. So wow. we are in the Christmas, uh, the, the final approach to Christmas there, yeah. Pilot. Yeah, we are. We're on final approach. Are you ready for Christmas this year? Um, I've got uh, spoilers retracted, gears down and locked. I've got the flaps out and ready to go. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, we're. we're I'm pretty... sure that's that's pilot talk right there. It right? is. I have no idea what I just said, but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm pretty much done shopping for Christmas. This Christmas was going to be a quiet one for us. So, yeah. um, but I, I did find something else for the kids tonight. So nice. Well, yeah. I have to say. The last week and a half of me battling this uh, kidney stone, mm-hmm. and it was a losing battle. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I mean, I, I lost every battle. I ended up winning the war, but um, I lost the every every battle up to the last one. Um, it has really put a kink in my Christmas shopping. I mean, for my wife, my kid, you know, just anybody on my list has been, mm-hmm. um, it has been uh, in the way. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. So uh, one cool thing, I, I went out uh, today, I left work a little bit earlier, left w- from work and went back. T- today was kind of my first day back in a, in a little bit um, and went out to one of the local stores that are nearby and walked in and ran right into a guy I haven't seen in like four years. Wow. We actually served together in Iraq. No way. Small yeah. world. Wow. It's a very small world. It was awesome to see him. Um, uh, you know, he's got a five-year-old little boy now and he's... Growing, growing like a weed, you know, he's, uh, you know, it's just so fun to watch these young guys that I served with who now have their own little young guys. And I gave him a little grief on his gray hair and, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was always the old man. So, you know, I had gray hair when they were young. So, um, now it's white hair <laughs> because of what they did when they were young. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what a great bunch of human beings, but it was cool to get out and see him and, uh, by purely by accident. On purpose, but we are uh, getting everybody, getting him hooked up with everybody again, and we're putting the band back together. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, so that was kind of cool. But I I got a little, I I got out and did a little touch of Christmas shopping today. But Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, (laughs) I got two days left. You know, my my kids keep reminding me that you know, Trip came downstairs and said, "Hey, Dad, there's 56 hours left before Christmas." I'm just like, "You got the countdown going?" Oh yeah, he's got his phone out, counting down the (laughs) the minutes. Yeah, Dad, how many seconds are left? (laughs) No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. I'm sure your son has the seconds counted down. But yeah, we were out. uh, My daughter and I went out before I came over here to the bunker to record. Yes, Um, I wanted to get a Christmas sweater because I don't have any for Christmas. Like Mr. Rogers? Um, No, no, mine mine look a little better than his. Wow. Yes, yeah. I'm not welcome in your neighborhood, huh? Uh, no, you're always welcome in my neighborhood. Are you sure? All, I mean, I don't have a nice sweater. Well, I didn't have one until just now. They yeah. let me in all this time. Well, I guess. Or they're just they're just, you know, you were sad the, for me. Sad for you? Why? Yeah. I never I didn't have one. Oh. 
to let me in. I thought pity. you were going to say you were the equal opportunity guy. Well, there's that too. There is, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's always that too. This diversity, <laughs> equity, inclusion thing. Yeah. Yeah. We see. We had this conversation today at the store. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about things we like for Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about how much I love cranberry sauce. You, you told know, me that, yeah. Right out of the can, can. with the rings on mm-hmm. it. We've talked about this before. Yep. And as a guy sitting at the counter, he's kind of giggling in his breath, and I was like, "So what? You can't take you you can take the hillbilly boy out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the hillbilly boy." And the guy just looked at me and went, something like that. <laughs> He's like, that's just disgusting. Started a whole new conversation. So I'm sure it did. I'm equal opportunity on a lot of people's lists, let me I'm tell you. I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, we decided to go to the store to get my sweater. Yes. And my daughter's like, Dad, take me. Don't take Mom and, my, and, and, and Trip. Just take me. Okay. Said, okay. Well, father-daughter so, time. Good. Let's, let's go, Bell. Jump in the truck. Yeah. Go, we go to, go to the store. Buy yeah. my sweater. I try a couple on. She tells me which ones look stylish, which one does not. And so we leave. And then, of course, you know, I said, well, I've been thinking about getting another gift for your brother. And uh, one of the big box stores here happened to have a, uh, a toolbox, 84-piece uh, set um, for like $15 on clearance. He's not going to hear this, right? No, no, no. He's not going to hear this. Okay. And so uh, it was a branded uh, Black Panther because my son loves Black mm-hmm. Panther. Wakanda forever. Yeah. So yeah. I can't stand the movie. He loves it. Whatever. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll give the second that one set. was a little long. I haven't seen the second one yet. I saw the second one. It was long. I mean, I'm, I'm going to end up watching it because I do like Marvel movies. I just don't. It was a little less like woke it. than the first one, but it was okay, good. It was long. So, you know, he, I know he'll like the tool set. I know he'll yeah. love it. And he needs a tool set. Okay. But I'm on the fence about like, do I get him this one no. or do I do I go and I get, you know I'm about the adage of buy nice or buy twice. Right. It's like well maybe I'll go to Lowe's and get him a, a really good one. Well the yeah. whole way from one store to the next, Bella is trying to convince me that I need to buy this particular set. It keeps him inspired to use the tools though. That's what you want. It does. And by the time I got mm-hmm. to the store, I've only especially told Bella, shut up. Okay, you've convinced me <laughs> to buy the tool set. That's just good parenting. Shut up. Shut up. Okay, go ahead. And so we go to the store and I buy it for him. And the whole time she's trying to convince me still about why it's a good idea to buy it for him. So we got it for him. So he's going to get a tool set for Christmas. Good. Yeah. So Which which means it's great for me because he'll stop using my tools. Oh, good. That's even better. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, get you little crumb grabbers out of my toolbox. Yeah, because things go missing and I'm like, where did mm-hmm. it go? Oh, my God. I remember when Stacy was little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went to help me fix the truck. We're working on it in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And we're using some of the small ratchet pieces, the smaller drives. And he just, you know, I just gave him a ratchet in one hand and a socket in the other. And he's like three, you mm-hmm. know, he's bouncing around all in his little winter snow suit, you know, around the truck. Like he's helping. I'm helping dad. I'm helping dad. Yeah. And it's getting a little cool outside. So I put him up in the truck and I'm helping dad. I'm helping dad. And then I noticed... He didn't have the socket in his hand anymore. He all he had was the ratchet. Mm-hmm. Stacy, what happened to the socket? It fell down. What do you mean it fell down? And he started pointing. He dropped it in the heater vent on the dash of the truck. Oh no! So for the rest of the time, I had that truck. Every time you would turn to the right, you hear boop. Every time you turn to the left, boop. Back to the right, boom. That socket was in there until the day we traded the vehicle. Yes, somebody got bought a used vehicle with a free socket in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I never forgot. 
I'm here to help dad. Yeah. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> Every time you heard that sound, you thought of your son. Oh yeah. Sometimes in a good way too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, well, so we can reminisce about Christmas and Christmas stuff and talk about Christmas stuff. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about too. There is. I mean, in the Christmas theme. Okay. Do you know who also is getting a really big Christmas present this year? Oh my goodness. Who could that be? Ukraine. Really? Yeah. Did Have you? They, are they on the naughty list or the nice list? Well, according to our government, they're on the nice list. Really? So we're just just giving them out cash. Uh, apparently, they're the spoiled lot, rotten little rich kid because yeah. uh, we've been doling out a lot of cash that direction lately. What, 40 billion? Pfft, there you go. A little Patriot missile system? Pfft, there you go. Whatever you want. Wow. So last night I was... I, you know, if they'd have been smart, uh-huh. they could have got a whole lot of defense armament if they'd have just... If we'd have just sent them up to Afghanistan and had them pick up what we left behind. Yeah. It wouldn't have cost us anything. No. It's all just, well, the Taliban's all got it now. You know, but. it's kind of, you know, you fly, we buy, you know? See, problem solved. See, they should have talked to me first. You are the problem solver. See, that's what I do. I'm a fixer, man. I'm a fixer. That's no what I do. Kidding. Jeez. That's what I do. Well, you know, I was watching after or after your your Wednesday show last night, which comes on on Wednesdays at eight o'clock. Yeah, I was uh, kind of paying attention to my TV in my office, which which had on the 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 at the address that Congress was doing to the American people, featuring President Zelensky. Yes, I saw the highlights. And you know, obviously, I I, I have I took problem with number one. Why are we letting a foreign president talk in front of our Congress? That's the first thing. Second, why isn't he dressed the part? Okay, does he not own a suit? He's a poor little boy from a war-torn country. You are the president of a country. Yeah, but it that doesn't you, send the right message. That's the thing. It doesn't send the right message. You know, this is a UNICEF commercial. Okay. That's all it was. That's all it was, was one of these charity commercials. You know, it's um, back to back to a story about Stacy. He comes in the kitchen one day, bawling his eyes out for my wife to give him a dot. Was it $19 a month? Why? Because he saw the SPCA commercial on TV with all those, you know, the sad music, the dimmed picture, all the little puppies out uh, tied to a tree in the Chris, you know, in the wintertime. Oh yeah. 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 That's what Zelensky was doing in Washington this week. He was making his own little SPCA commercial. I didn't see a number at the bottom of the screen. Though. Oh, don't you worry. There's a number at the bottom of the screen. You just weren't looking for the right one. Yeah, one point seven trillion. Yeah, I think that. I think his part was in there somewhere. Well, they're, they're definitely getting a park out of it. A park? Yeah, you didn't hear about that, right? Oh, please tell me the park. Yeah, they're getting a park. Oh. And I forget whether it's in New York or D.C., but there's a Ukrainian Independence Park. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Michelle Obama walking path in Georgia. Well, they're getting that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like $4 million or something. $4 million. Yeah, 3.8 or something stupid like that. Oh, but the Ukrainians God. will now have a Ukrainian Independence Park. Here in the U.S., courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer. Just put it right on the down, right on the mall in D.C. Just right there with the all the thing. Just rename the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. What I mean, that's that seems to be the Biden Harris way. Pretty much. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. But you know, it was for me, and I know people on Facebook were uh, t- kind of kind of lighting into me a little bit about you know the fact that I was calling him out about his wardrobe. Well, yeah. Look, I don't really care about the wardrobe. 
Well, I, I look to me, you you dress the part for the job you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're selling an image, though. That's what you got to get a grasp of. And that's what I just can't yeah. wrap my. I I understand that. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's like still look at least respect the American people and wear a suit. It's a poor piddle for me. Charity commercials, what it is. And now you put it because, that way. It makes because sense. when he stood up, or what's one of the first things he said? It is not charity. It is an investment. No. No. You know. We found out by the Red Cross and a bunch of other charities years ago, the Wounded Warrior once upon a time, that that was an investment. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is paying their bills, and the people who needed the money were only getting a tiny portion of it. Yeah. Well, as corrupt as Ukraine has been in yes. the past, and likely still is, wh- where's the money just, going? Just go watch the movie Wag the Dog. Hollywood tells on themselves, we don't have to. Yeah, that's true. So, speaking of movies, I was watching last night. I couldn't sleep this morning. It was like early this morning. One in the morning. And I ran across uh, the movie Charlie Wilson's War. Love that movie. Great movie. Uh, listen, I've got so many reservations about Tom Hanks, especially in recent years. Uh, but it tells a great story. Uh, that you know, that movie never really got a whole lot of high ratings or, mm-hmm. or a whole lot of box office success. But man, does it tell the story um, uh, uh, about our original, when we ran the Soviets out of Afghanistan sure. back in the 80s. Be- great movie. Great movie. It, it is. It, I saw some... And let me finish this before I know you, you might disagree a little, but I saw some parallels with what uh-huh. we're trying to do in Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. You know, first off, when we went into Afghanistan back in the eighties, we were trying to run the Russians out. Well, it was and, a proxy war. We it, were using, it was. yeah, we were using the, the Mujahideen. Right, right. We yeah. were, but they were doing all the fighting sure. and, and Russia had invaded a, a, basically a sovereign country. It wasn't theirs. Correct. Okay. The Mujahideen really, I don't think my knowledge that they actually were, had done anything to have Russia come into no, invade. but that part of the country, part of the world had been overrun by so many different factions over the centuries. Sure, that Russia was just next. So we saw an opportunity to say, "Hey, we can fight Russia without us actually getting involved. Let's right. throw five hundred million dollars at them." Right, right, okay. But then we have Ukraine today. Well, it started off with a million dollars. It did start with a million. Yeah, but it were, and then and then there's like ten million. It kept on doubling. Yeah, eventually it ended up being five hundred million matched by with Saudi Arabia or something. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, okay, great. So we 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 end up getting the Saudi or getting the, the Soviets out of out of Afghanistan. Oh, and five hundred million in nineteen eighty two dollars. A lot of money. There's a lot more money than five hundred million dollars in twenty twenty two dollars. Five hundred million dollars today buys like one F sixteen. Yeah. Or one F thirty five. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, but okay, but yeah, you have, you have Ukraine today. Right. Well, Ukraine is not exactly innocent, and we've talked about this. No, they are not. And so now that I'm saying that Ukraine was asking for Russia to invade, I don't think that was what it came down to. I think what happens you have you have two countries that don't like each other, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Ukraine was going after some people, you know, Russians who didn't want to be under Ukrainian control. Yes. Okay. Russia saw an opportunity to go in there and uh, quote unquote save their people. Okay. And both countries are, are were, were wrong in what they were doing. Yeah. I'm not on either one side. I can't stand Russia. I can't stand Putin. Right. I'm not a friend of Ukraine. Okay. I don't like what Ukraine was doing to the people in the Donbass region at all. No, that was, that was, that, that gets no reporting now. And I'm, None. you know, I, at, at the beginning when I first told you and we started talking about it on the Wednesday show, yeah. that was the first thing a lot of people even heard about it, but even Netflix had documentaries. Mm-hmm on what Zelensky and the, the Ukrainian government was doing to people in that Donbass region. They were killing women and children in their beds, you know, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to be part of Ukraine. They wanted to be Russian. They spoke Russian. They had Russian tradition. Right. You know, that's just, 
how the borders broke down when the new lines were drawn mm-hmm. and they just did not want to. And the, and Zelensky and the rest of the Ukrainians supported by a major world power, dun, 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 you know, mm, was trying to force them to comply, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That, that, that people just don't put, uh, talk about that enough as what was going on there before. Right. But you have Zelensky now saying how that how he, they're on the they're fighting for democracy they're they're fighting on behalf of America. No, you're not. No, I mean we didn't ask you to fight on behalf of us. And how are you fighting on the behalf of us? Ukraine's not a part of America. If you're fighting, if I'm if I'm Putin sitting at home listening to watching this uh, you know uh, satellite cable news event, mm-hmm. and you hear Zelensky say we're fighting on behalf of America, well then who's he at war with? Yeah, and and I, and I would literally give him ammunition to declare war. And I'm sure all those congressmen, they all stood up and just applaud their little buttons off. Sure, you know, which is showing support for what Zelensky just said that he was fighting for for America. Yeah. <laughs> or how about the comments he made about poor optics from this administration oh yeah. well, on the, every level? The comments he made about Iran. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't pay attention at the time. I read a little bit about it. But my point is that here we are, Iran's our enemy. Yes. Okay. Here's Ukraine talking bad about Iran, which I don't disagree with. Uh, hey, Iran's a bad country. You mean people who have their children chanting in the streets, death to America, That's a, that constitutes being an enemy? It does. Yeah, well, it would in my world. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Yeah, I can see that. It does. But, you know, here we are. We're not fighting a war with Iran directly, but now we have another country, Ukraine, which is basically putting Iran on notice yeah. using an American platform Yeah. in America. Yeah. I, you know, did anybody not think this through? Mm-hmm, no. There are some potential repercussions no. that, could, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Look what happened when we let the French speak for us that got us into Vietnam. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't ever let nobody speak for you. No, we speak for ourselves. Right. We should at least. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I, I can't stomach. And I, listen, for, for what we do here, for what we do, for what I do on Wednesday nights and, and just for what I do, I, I still, I still couldn't bring myself to watch that in real time or watch it in its entirety because I knew all it was, was it's, it's a charity commercial. It is. Yeah, you know, they, they, he could have been st- he could have been talking, and Nancy should have been up there behind him with one of those little red kettles ringing a bell. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, except she's going to need a much bigger kettle. Oh yeah, because they're going to put some big damn checks in that bucket. Oh yeah, they are. You know, and it, where does it come from? From the sweat of the American taxpayer. Mm-hmm. The amount of money we're giving Ukraine, and, and I know we're going to probably take heat for saying this, but I'll, I'll say it: the amount of money we're giving Ukraine. Why aren't we putting into like, I don't know, the St. Jude Children's Hospital? Amen. You know, every time I watch Newsmax, I see the commercials for um, Shriners Hospital for Children. Yeah. Okay. And it breaks my heart to see these kids. Sure. Why aren't we taking One the- One of the b- only couple of charities that is actually worth our time and effort. Right. And we, yeah, we're not going to, we'll give money to people we don't know in a country we have nothing really to do with. Yeah. We'll give them billions. Yeah. What if you gave a billion dollars to Shriners Hospital or St. Jude's? Yeah. Do you know what they could accomplish with a billion dollars? Wow. How many lives they could change up for American kids? They, they, they don't want to give them enough money to where they can, you know, possibly cure cancer. Oh, yeah. Because there's no money in the cure. The money is in the treatment. Yeah. 
What if we gave money to disabled Amer- was a, dis- a, a DAV uh, disabled American vets, veterans? Yeah, yeah. Or wounded warriors, or 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 tower or tunnels to towers. You right. imagine how many homes they could buy? Sure. For for our disabled vets, if they had a billion dollars. Sure. St. Jude's my favorite though, my favorite charity. They're awesome. Yeah, they do really good work. Um, you know, I, well, it's always a constant conversation of where the money went. You know, I, I posted earlier this week uh, about the federal government suing the state of Arizona. You know, the state of Arizona is going forward and putting these uh, storage connexes, mm-hmm. storage containers up to uh, create a blockade across the border, the southern border of their state uh, to keep the uh, influx of illegal immigration, trying to halt it from happening. Um, you know, you talk to people who live on the border in Texas and in, in Arizona and uh, and places, and you'll you'll hear the stories where they can't leave their ranches and their farms and their houses because they may come back and it'll be inhabited by two or three families of of people coming across the border illegally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that you that they will steal you blind, that they tear up your crops, they tear up your you know they'll steal your vehicles. Um, it's all the things that. You know, these poor, poor people coming across the border who just need asylum. No, that's not how you, if you, if you go to somebody's house and you want to borrow a cup of sugar, mm-hmm. you don't ask for a cup of sugar by stealing the front door. You don't? Absolutely not. Oh, I was taught differently. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've met your mom and dad, and no, you weren't. Okay. I lied. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize to your mom and dad. I'm sorry, mom and there dad. There you go. Much better. You taught me, you taught me right. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> you know, your mom and dad are awesome people. So we got to keep you. this thing. We got to keep this ship on, on sailing on the right line here. Yeah, they may call me and be like, uh, Dwight, we're yeah. going to have to give you a virtual whooping. You know, actually, what they may do is disown you and adopt me, which is okay. Oh, yeah. See, no, that's that not, works that for is, me. That doesn't work for me. That works for me. Well, they could adopt you anyway. Well, they can. Yeah, I mean, we're practically brothers as it is. Well, you know, I, I got a, I'm an empty nester. I got a spare bedroom now. They, <laughs> come up and hang out for Christmas, mom and dad. <laughs> well, you know, we were looking for a place for them to stay. See, when they come visit, come bring them right here. If my yeah. wife hadn't junked it up, by golly, they're more than welcome to it. <laughs> She's a bit of a collector, you know. I've noticed that. Yeah, she calls it antique, and I just call it junk. <laughs> I well, think I'm in trouble for this. Anyway. It's her it's her treasure. <coughs> yeah, which was somebody else's junk. Anyway. <laughs> Continue. No. So we're talking about, you know, what's going on on the border in Arizona and the fact that our federal government would sue the state of Arizona for taking actions into their own hands that they th- felt necessary to protect the citizens of their state. Mm-hmm. Now, Arizona's got some election issues going on there to begin with. Um, because I can't believe that many people are that stupid to uh, elect, um, you know, to keep electing these far-left liberal lunatics, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because I've been to Arizona. Arizona's a beautiful state. If you you like the desert area, it's an absolute beautiful place. Um, The people I know from Arizona are level-headed, smart people, and I know— that that's not just a small cross uh, cross section of of the only smart people in Arizona. But what they did was they started putting these shipping containers across the southern border to stop that influx of illegal immigration, and our federal government sued them and told them they basically weren't allowed to protect their citizens. So then you federal government protect them. Someone's got to do it. I mean, it's kind of your job. Yeah. But so they started removing those containers, and I'm reading the story. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, we're known here. I'll call out Republicans, Democrats, Independents don't care. Yep. But the current uh, uh, people in charge in Arizona are saying that, well, we've already spent $95 million. And that's a red flag to me. Why is that? Well, they've put 3,000 storage containers in place. Mm-hmm. And they've spent $95 million in the process. Okay. So, um, our gun club. Mm-hmm. We have three of those same exact storage containers that we bought for our gun club. Uh, one of our other members bought one. I negotiated for the price of the other one. Other two, excuse me, the other two. I bought two containers for $2,200 a piece. Mm-hmm. I spent $4,400 on two containers. Now, I sat down and did the math. You've got 3,000 containers. If I can get them for $2,200, excuse me, you can get them for $2,200, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You'd like to think. Well, they're buying in, in a, a mass amount. So they're they buying should a bigger get them for amount. A That's why I got them for a lower price was because I was buying two at a time. So I bought two of them at $2,200 a piece, spent $4,400 on two containers. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you do the math, $2,200 times 3,000 containers is $6.6 million. Okay, 3,000 containers costing $2,200 a piece, $6.6 million, but they spent $95 million. Mm-hmm. Where's the other 88 some odd number of million dollars that they supposedly spent on these containers? I have two answers, two possibilities. Because unless that container is full of gold, I don't see how it costs well, that much that money. that was one of my ideas. Oh, was it? Oh. Maybe it was full of gold. Yeah, no, we, we're off the gold standard. We don't have that kind of gold laying around anymore. Then the money's got to be in someone's back pocket. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. So Republican or Democrat, people watch your money, watch your wallet, because that's what they're after. Follow the money. They'll tell the story. Yeah. I was so angry at first when I say, when I saw that, that the federal government was suing a state over protecting their citizens. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw what the state was claiming that they had spent on it so far, that made me even more angry because you're wasting the... Why are you going to protect the citizens? I mean, they're not worth it. You know, they have no worth anymore because you're robbing them blind. Yeah. At state level, federal level, local level, priorities, man. Priorities. Mm-hmm. Speaking of money, you ever seen the movie uh, Money Monster? No, I have with not. George Clooney? Uh, I definitely <clears throat> have not if it's George Clooney. So I was, again, watching it last night because I couldn't not sleep. A, not a big Clooney fan. And neither am I, but this was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. He basically, it's a movie where he's kind of like you know, uh, uh, Jim ruined, Cramer. He ruined Ocean's Eleven. Well, I liked Ocean's Eleven. I, I liked the original one with the Rat Pack. Oh, okay. Frank yeah. Sinatra. I never Sammy saw the Davis original. Jr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know of it. I've never seen it myself. But yeah, did you realize that the uh, the guys they played in that movie in the original one were all war veterans of the eighty second Airborne Division? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, very. Cool. That's how they knew each other. Well, that, that makes sense. Buddies. Why you like it? Of course, man. Yeah. Airborne yeah. all the way. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, um, continue. But no, so this one he's kind of like like Jim Cramer. You know, that kind of flamboyant money uh, manager, advisor on TV. And he's basically taken oh, hostage yeah. by somebody because... He's never right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. But he's, take, he's taken hostage by a, a viewer because he made a, a, a prediction. The prediction went very bad. Okay. The company he told everybody to invest in um, lost $800 million overnight. Yes. And so this one guy lost a lot of his money and came yeah. in and he wanted answers as to why this happened. Yeah. How it could have happened? Does it make any sense? And it came down to follow the money. Eventually, they were able to figure out that the company, the company CEO, yes. had taken eight hundred million dollars and had invested it in some some mines in South Africa that no one else knew about. Yeah. Because if he can invest it eight hundred million, he stands to make like two point two billion. 
Yeah. Okay. Which he gets to pocket. Yeah. And if he does it right, no one notices the money's gone. Sure. But he makes a ton of money. He's taking a risk for on a bigger risk. Right. Yeah. But the point of it all this was that you've got people like this, the CEO, who all mm-hmm. he cared about was himself. All he cared about was enriching his pockets. Right. He didn't care about the little guy who was actually investing in his company in, in, in good faith saying, here, take my money and grow it for me. Yeah. Okay. That's how our government works today. Yeah. It's the exact same way. It's not about you and me, the little guy. It's a bunch it, of Bernie Madoffs. Right. It's about how much, you know, <laughs> the point was made earlier today that you've got Donald Trump who walked into office, walked into the presidency with a ton of money and walked out with less money in his pocket than when yeah. he started. Yes. Well, you got Nancy Pelosi who walked in there with next to nothing and suddenly she's worth $200 million. Yeah. See, does that not tell the whole story? I mean, some something happened somewhere where our politicians are making a ton of money off of their position and oh. off of their influence. And all they could do was scream and cry, show me your tax returns, show me your tax returns. Hillary screeching about, your tax returns. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny how his tax returns just came out and they couldn't find any wrongdoing? Nothing. Not a thing. Hmm. Yeah. In fact, he actually lost money yeah. that he gained. How about that? Yeah. Cool. To me, that tells the whole story. Yeah. You know, if you're in public service and you walk out of public service more, worth more than when you walked in, mm-hmm. yeah, there needs to be some investigating going on. The whole idea of public service is you serve the public. Sure. Not you serve now listen, yourself. Listen, I don't have a problem with a person in public service that after their public service is over, they use the expertise they had to, because your whole life is is building a resume. Sure. You know, and if you're in an pu- office that's public service that helps build your resume and you get a job afterwards that elevates your pay scale and elevates your responsibility because of the experiences you've had in life, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But when you're in office, you should not be allowed to invest. You should not be allowed to go from, you know, paycheck to paycheck in the bank to $200 million like Nancy Pelosi and who knows what her husband's worth. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Well, then when they finally get out of office, I don't think they should be allowed to lobby. No, no, absolutely not. Lobbying's out of the question. Yeah, I mean, to Lobbying me, shouldn't be allowed anyway. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. But it, it's, it, it, it's, it's not in the best interest of the country or no. the constituents, any of the people, when these politicians, and they're politicians, when they walk out right. with more money than what they, what they started. And I get that you make, you know, if you're in Congress, you make $175,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you do the math, there's no way that Pelosi could serve in Congress for what forty years. Yeah. At a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year and be worth two hundred and twenty million. Yeah. That that, that there, there's no the numbers don't work. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, no honesty, no integrity. We we talked about that a little bit last week on the Wednesday show. Uh, we definitely talked about it this week on the Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to the fact that you know here recently we have both lost a, a good friend. Yes, we have. You know, and and. It was funny, um, funny not in the uh, comical sense, uh, but we went to his funeral this week, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia delegate Ronnie Campbell. Um, we've mentioned his name plenty. You should know who we're talking about by now. He's a good dude. Good dude. Absolutely a good dude. Um, and you could tell by the outpouring in the chapel. Um, you know, it wasn't standing room only. I mean, there were still seats available, mm-hmm. um, but the... The quantity, I mean, let me say this different. Let me say this right because it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, the quantity of people there were there who knew Ronnie and respected Ronnie, but there were um, rogue politicians and there were establishment people there. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody had a bad word to say about him because 
he was an honest man with integrity. Right. He fought for the people in his district. Um, the governor gave his, his eulogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the attorney general was there. Uh, there were probably more state delegate license plates in the parking lot than there were civilian license plates. Well, there was delegates yeah. that drove four and a half, five hours. Always from across the state. Yeah. Yeah. For, for this, uh, you know, for this funeral, uh, just to prove what kind of a, you know, just to say what kind of character a person he is. And I made a comment afterwards and I sat back and I thought about it again. It was funny afterwards in the parking lot, mm-hmm. when the family went to the graveside service, they left all the elected officials standing together and to watch how they grouped into pods was hilarious. Yeah, that's true to watch who went with who and you knew who the establishment people were and you knew who the rogues were mm-hmm. just by watching how they gravitated to each other. Yeah. And there was even a few outcasts that just kind of swam in circles around, you know, just <laughs> yeah. keep swimming, just keep, you know, what was it Dory? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know, when you look at that, it tells a story. Mm-hmm. Look at the cars the people drove when they drove in there. There were some drove in there in some very expensive cars. Oh yeah. There were some people in there in old pickup trucks. There were some people in old Tahoes. Hey. Bad transmissions. It's a Yukon, actually. Okay. Was there a difference? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. The point is that it's Tahoes in Nevada. Yukon's up north. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Still has a bad transmission. (laughs) It does have a bad transmission. And it's old. And it is. It's a 2004, but I mean- And I'm not sure why they let that person in with that vehicle. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. When you walk in with the title of the Jim Wood, they not only pointing you in, they put you in the balcony where everybody can wave to you. Yeah, yeah. You noticed that, didn't you? You know, when we sat down, so uh, I went with Jim. I had the pleasure of driving with him. And uh, we got in there about 15 minutes before the yeah. service started. And the the, the, the the ground floor obviously was, was full. Yeah. And so they vectored us up into the balcony. So we go into the balcony. And I remember looking at it going, oh my gosh, we're going to sit at the front of the balcony. Everybody's going to see us. And oh, I, yeah. me, I don't really want to be seen. That's what I'm blending in the background, but I'm like, yeah. well, I guess we're not going <laughs> to get away with that yeah, there's today. There's no blending in the background when you walk into an event with me. And well, yeah, so it's you and then there's me <laughs> at six foot five. Yeah. That, yeah. You kind of overshadowed me a little bit. I, I got to talk to my agent about you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, you are my agent. <laughs> I am your agent. That's right. I'll talk to me about <laughs> okay, you. Okay. Please. Will you do that? Hey, Dwight. Uh, Jim felt kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, continue your story. That's okay. going nowhere. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting ready to sit down and people up and down below waving at They're us. They're waving at us. And pointing at us. I'm sitting there know. going. What? No, I'm not. No, I'm not here for you all. I'm just. I'm here yeah. for Ronnie. I mean, I'll wave back, but it's like uh, this is kind of. Yeah. No. So when they came, when we came when they came in, you know, the governor came in. They brought him in through the front, yeah. and then the family came in. And I looked down, and it was funny. At one point, I looked down, and the governor's looking up, and it was one of those moments where you just lock eyes with a random person in the crowd. Uh-huh, yeah. And it was me and the governor, and he just looked at me and gave me a little wink and a little nod. Oh. And I went, you know who's up, right? <laughs> I got the balcony seat. You down on the ground floor, baby. That's right. You down in general mission. I'm up here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Ronnie would have laughed at that. You know that. Yeah, I know you? he would have. He would have. <laughs> he would have given me that look. He always <laughs> give me. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, no, my my thing was it was really funny to see how they grouped together after the funeral. Yeah. And I I just sat back and looked at it for a minute and I just kind of giggled to myself, thinking, Yeah, I've already chose the group. I'm the little one swimming around on the outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I, I get along better with the rogues than I do the establishment. Mm-hmm. But you you can see, you can see how they group together. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, f- and you can see which group had the more expensive cars than the others. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you could you could see it told the story. If people just sit back, breathe, take time to read outside the lines and pay attention, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. And, you know, one thing that was with that gathering of people that was there, because really as far as Virginia politics go. It was a who's who. It was most definitely a who's who. You know, um, of the people that we were talking to and that were being introduced to and, and discussions that were going on. Um, so I can say that the Liberty Room for 2023, that's going to be banging, man. Because <laughs> we got a lot of people interested in wanting to be on our podcast. That was, was interesting. That yeah. Wasn't it, though? Yeah. I told you, we're taking the world by storm. Apparently, people are paying attention because, uh, you know, we've had senators and stuff on here before. But, um, you know, we've... Uh, uh, the guest list is about to expand. Mm-hmm. So hang on. Yeah. Keep all arms and legs inside the coaster. You are about to leave the depot. Yeah. Twenty twenty three is gonna be a fun year. I it's think it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. And a couple of those people asked me, "Are you still gonna do the podcast now that you're on city council?" You damn skippy! I'm going to. Why stop now? No. Are you kidding? And uh, now it makes me want to go even further. I mean, the podcast is what helped you win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got stop? the word out. Got the, you know, got all of us like-minded people out to vote. And, yeah. And uh, we got 17 more than they did, but it doesn't matter. 17 or 17,000. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2023. So I introduced you yes. to the uh, the chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. Yes. Now, we had met once before, but obviously he was way too high and mighty to be me. Yeah. yeah. I'm just... The Jim Wood. I don't know what he was thinking. Well, see, I wanted to make sure he knew who you were. I got you. That's I why. You. And see, I saw, I seen him a couple of days, pro, well, a day before, yeah. because he was at uh, Ronnie's wake. Yes. And I hadn't seen the, the chairman quite a while, but I shook his hand again and said, hey, yeah. we talked for a few minutes. And so anyway, I want him to know who you were. I said, hey, look, this is Jim Wood. Now, Jim unseated a sitting uh, incumbent. Yeah. In our city council, Waynesboro. Yeah. I mean, that does not happen. Yeah. And it did. So you need to you need to know who this guy is. Yeah. So he came over and we talked for a little bit. But um, I cracked me up when he made a comment about a reform letter. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I yeah. think I signed a letter with your name. Really, dude, you're the you're the chairman of the Republican Party in Virginia, and you sent you admit that you sent me a form letter. Everybody else sent me a handwritten letter. Yeah. I think I think he owes me. I I, I think your your letter's coming. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'll probably get a phone call for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, Mr. Chairman, I'm the Jim Wood. You're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, he, he's a cool guy. You know what? Is. I do want to ask him one question, though. What's that? You know, before he turns the podcast off in his car because okay. he's, you know, about to steer into the oncoming traffic at this point. Uh-huh. Um, Fuming at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So angry with me. Um, my grandmother was an Anderson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm one quarter Anderson, so I want to know where his people's from. You're probably related. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be hilarious. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm part of Anderson. One, one of one his fourth. kin did did, did, did this big my thing cousin, in You know, my cousin. Mm-hmm. Your cousin. You know, <laughs> cousin. <laughs> I was like calling him, uh, you know, cousin Rich. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that uh, uh, we very you know, I mean, there's two different Andersons. Mm-hmm. There's the E N. Is it E N? Yeah, A N D E R S E N and the O Ns. Mm-hmm. He's an O N. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So was my family. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, you never know. Yeah, we're just an MS. MS? Yeah. What's that mean? Well, Williams. We don't have a oh. EN or an ON. We're just 
MS. You know, stop trying to be included. It's that, you know, that needy thing is just, it just doesn't do well for you. I'm just trying to connect at the same level, <laughs> find some. Okay, so Williams actually is kind of a contraction of Williamson. So now you're reaching. No, actually it is. Uh, well, yeah, I believe really that, is. but you're reaching. Yeah, so, but I've only ever, I've only ever seen it spelled as O-N if you yeah. had the Williamson. Yeah. What's that got to do with Anderson? I'm just trying to find some common ground. You're doing a very poor job at it. Thank you for blowing my mom, dad. Send him to his room, will you, please? I know you're listening. Well, they can do it virtually. They will too. They'll call me. Dwight, go to your room. Yeah. Yes, mom, dad. Can my wife come with me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) She said, "Go to your room without dessert." Come on. Jeez. <laughs> well, you think you're grown up? Mama will put you in your place. Yeah, no, I'm still scared of that. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You should be. They're such nice people. Anyway. Yeah, to um, you. <laughs> <laughs> to you. Well. They keep making me I mean, them in my room. Me and your dad's old vets. We're, you know, we're, we're brothers of a different type. That's why I'm not bringing them by the store anymore. <laughs> but they're always asking me. Dad shooting. But they're, yeah, you should. No, they're yeah. always, they're always asking how you're doing. So. Good. They, I'm, well, you know, I always ask about them. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always, always up on the fam, you know, anyway. I'm like, mom, dad, I see Jim like every day. And see now so. if we find out if the chairman of the Republican party of Virginia uh-huh. is actually related, uh-huh. that's just another member to bring into the family. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be like a mafia family around here. Because once you, you better once, watch out. Once we bring you in, you mm-hmm. ain't getting out. You might be a Don soon. How about that? Yeah. 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 Don I, need, I need a pinky ring. <laughs> I feel like I need a pinky ring a all pinky of a sudden. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> this will go along with your, your silver suit you found today. Yeah, you like that, didn't you? That was pretty cool. Don't, don't be jealous of my pimp suit. I'm not. I might, you know what? If, if they had it in three extra big, I, I might. Yeah. Good Lord, that's what, like three rolls of tinfoil? <laughs> <laughs> the XL size? Oh, well, if you can find it in 42 extra long, I'll join you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, somebody be asking us where the drinks are. It looks like a couple <laughs> of waiters in that thing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'll get it for you, sir. Oh, yeah. well. So, yeah, no, I do want to find out who where his family mm-hmm. is from because wouldn't that be funny? I didn't think about that till after I, me and you and uh, Craig yeah. parted ways the other day. Oh, yeah? Yesterday. Yeah, so I, I didn't even think about that. And I was like, holy crap, that's that's a possibility. So yeah, right? now that you mention that, yes. I, I could be wrong, but I seem to recall that maybe it was, so you, when he first got elected, I yeah. sent him an email to congratulate him and say, hey, we'd love yeah. to have you come to our meetings here here in the valley i i want to say that he's got family here or he's from the valley so well now see my anderson family's not well they came through this way when they settled this area okay. or when they settled the southwest virginia area mm-hmm. because everybody came down this way going to the cumberland gap to okay. head west okay mm-hmm. um what most people don't realize in the, in the corner of, of, of virginia where virginia kentucky and west um, i'm sorry tennessee meet mm-hmm. Um, in the area of the Cumberland Gap, um, that is actually the um, people who taught who who teach languages and dialects. They give that area credit for what we speak as American English now. Really? Yeah, because it was a it was a funnel. It was a it was a funnel where people funneled through. Mm-hmm. They would come through New York and Pennsylvania and come down the valley to the Gap and then try to head west into the frontier to settle uh, mm-hmm. their own property. Um, and you had such a mix of people there from, you know, English and Dutch and German and, and French and all those pl- folks who were speaking, trying to speak the Queen's English mm-hmm. that turned into what 
we now know as American English. Real English, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. real English, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, not, not you know. That fake stuff that Britain So I, I'm not exactly sure. We're in the process of doing the genealogy of um, all the corners of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not really sure right now where the Andersons came through, but we know, you know, they came down the, 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 the Shenandoah Valley heading mm-hmm. towards the Cumberland Gap okay. because that's where my grandmother's, you know, ancestors stopped at and mm-hmm. caused, you know, for one quarter of me to be mm-hmm. generated in good old Dickinson County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows? So who knows? I'd like to see where these people came from, where they went to, and you never know. They may have been migrating to the to the Cumberland Gap together. All right. So, Rich, we have homework for you since you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> we need you to do 23andMe.com. Now, just go ahead and link up on uh, Ancestor.com, and I'll get you my email address, and we'll link our, our, our genealogical trees together and see mm-hmm. how many leaves shake loose, how many nuts fall out of that tree. Because <laughs> 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 apparently with both of us in uh, politics, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's some nuts falling out of the tree, and some of them are fresh nuts. Okay. I'm... Not sure if I should laugh or... You've got to be crazy to get into the political world these days. Well, yeah, I, I got that. I got That's that. what I'm talking about. You're trying to make something out of it. Am I? Oh, I yeah. didn't think I was. I was... I was maybe Ms. I was Williams, we're going to send him... I'll send him to his room for you. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not come in my house. <laughs> I'll call you later. Are you sitting on the corner of your bed? No yeah. TV. Oh, come on. Then I'm going to call Lydia on the other phone to make sure she's not in there with you. Oh, I'm going to tell her to hang up her phone. Yeah. Turn it off. Nope. She'll answer for mom. I'll get mom to call. Yeah, she will answer. Yeah. yeah she, 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 She's she a understands. good Polish girl. She'll answer to mom. Yeah, Mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tradition. My, my parents call. She answers. Yes, she does. Yeah. I, I bet you if you called, she'd yeah. answer too. I believe she would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm pretty sure. Unless there was the house was on fire. Even then, she probably would still answer. Yeah. So. I got you. There's a handful of people she'd do that too. I know. Yeah. Me, she yeah. just tends to ignore my calls and my texts. And I've actually threatened to turn off her cell phone plan because she never responds to me. <laughs> well, seriously. She's had enough of you. And probably for 17 years, she probably She's has. She's had enough of you. She probably has. Why, if you send me to my room, she w- probably won't come along. She'll be like, oh, it's about time. <laughs> she gets a break. That's right. <laughs> How long can you stay up there by himself? Oh, my goodness. All right, so well, what else you got in the old fruit book well, for this I, week? I, so I was watching Newsmax earlier today, and yes. they brought up an interesting thing. Um, so Representative Dan Bishop, he's a Republican out of, um, I believe, North Carolina, the 9th District of North Carolina, Okay, has been tweeting about this big omnibus $1.7 trillion spending spree. Okay. And he they, they put a, a graphic up on the screen. I had to go look it up because I thought it was hilarious what they what they wrote. Um, I took a screenshot so I knew I was going to miss this thing. Yeah, don't miss um, it. But what I wanted to read real quick was in his tweet, he says, um, so and this was this was done December 20th. So this would have been a few days ago. He said the omnibus was released around 2 a.m. today. The Senate is voting now to begin debate on the bill. To have read the entire bill by now, you would have needed to have read four plus pages per minute without a single break for 16 hours straight. So we now have all these senators who have voted on a bill that none wow. of them could, I mean, practically read. No. no, and you know they didn't. I mean, it's something like, what, 4,000 pages long? Which makes me so angry. Give me a list of the Republicans who voted for it. Yeah, there were, there were uh, 18 of them. Well, usually some of the most common suspects. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
But for the fact, I mean, it, it goes right along with Pelosi said uh, during uh, Obamacare. Mm-hmm. You got to pass the bill before you read a bill. Okay, correction. 7,000 pages. 7,000 pages? Yeah. There is no way. It's not like these Just guys so have nothing to do. Just so we can have do. programs on diversity in the workplace? Oh, yeah. 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 And we had 18 Republicans agree to it. I mean, that, this this is insane. Um so the, the 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 representative he actually breaks down a lot of what was in the bill. Yeah. Um, but basically he comes out another tweet and says the Democrats want a blank check to spend your taxpayer sure. dollars. Absolutely. That's what this is. Yeah. That's They're all getting, it is. I mean, in the bill, I want to say the defense spending something like eight hundred and fifty trillion, which, from what I understand, is more than even what Joe Biden had originally requested. Yeah. But of the uh, the rest of the you know seven or eight hundred you know billion dollars, it's yes. just pork. That's it's, all it is. Yeah, and we went. We talked about it the other night uh, on the Wednesday show about the money that was just being handed out. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable! All the different categories, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that are just going to pet projects. Like this one that they're doing, where they want to uh, look into like how salamanders have sex underwater. Um, what do I care or salmon or something? I eat salmon. I don't really care how it procreates. Yeah. Why is my money going toward how salmon procreate underwater? Yeah. Seriously? Well, I, you know, priorities, man. Priorities. There I mean, is no priorities we're anymore. $31 trillion in debt and we just yeah. keep on swiping that credit card. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It is unbelievable to me when you look at all the woke, uh, 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 legislation that's in that spending bill. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, and $575 million for family planning to protect biodiversity. That's the one I was looking for. Unfreaking believable. Uh, the Washington Examiner, I'm going to click on the link right now. The Washington Examiner had, he, he linked to it. Um, yeah, okay, so the, the provision directs $575 million, quote, to support access to voluntary family planning services and other related health care, unquote, as part of a larger funding package for global health programs. Yeah. $1.2 million for LGBTQIA plus pride centers and another $1.2 million for support services and DACA recipients. That's just unreal. That's just, and they're just testing for that in the San Diego Community College. Wow. You know, this is your taxpayer, $477,000 for Equity Institute in Rhode Island to indoctrinate teachers with anti-racism virtual labs. Why is my phone going off like that? Is oh, that, it's our text group. Is it's, that Danny again? Yeah. I'm going to kill it's, him. It's Danny and Brandy. They're, 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 they're oh texting back and forth. Yeah. Oh my goodness. By the way, Danny and Brandy, I know you guys listen to the podcast. Just so you know, what y'all say is actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> but when, when when Jim's phone's going off with the uh, with with his with his ringtone of a of a shotgun being uh, you know racked, that's pretty funny. Listen, you know what? I told somebody the uh, the, uh, the other day that when we were at Ronnie's funeral, mm-hmm. and it was just such a solemn occasion for such a good man. I can't say that I don't want to make fun mm-hmm. or make light of of his funeral. Um, but it's things that he would have smirked at me for, you know, was 
I, I kind of had a moment of panic right at the beginning because I'm sitting in there up on that balcony seat looking down. There's the mm-hmm. governor, the attorney general, uh, all these delegates and senators and, you know, this big, huge political funeral. And there, because Ronnie was a retired state trooper. Yes, he was. There was a buttload of cops <laughs> in there. I mean, yes. state troopers everywhere. The governor's protection detail was in there. The attorney general's protection detail was in there. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Danny and Brandy, don't start texting now because <laughs> my phone makes the shotgun sound whenever somebody texts me. And I was like, great, I'm going to have protection detail all over me. That's right. Everybody down! Don't make me show you why I'm the Jim Wood, all right? So, <laughs> so I couldn't hit uh, a mute on my phone fast enough. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little bit of panic and funny mode right, in, right at one time. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, go back to some of the, the crazy pork spending. $3 million, $3 million mm-hmm. is set aside for the American LGBTQ Plus Museum in New York City. Mm. Wow. <laughs> oh, 3.6 for the Michelle Obama Trail in Georgia. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, I can't say, yeah, but yeah. check this one out. $27.6 million necessary expenses for the operation, maintenance and security of the John F. Kennedy center for performing arts. 27.6 million. Um, $750,000. Oh, I mean, no, that's not the one. $2 million, $2 million. And did they make it rhyme on purpose? A museum in Baltimore called Great Blacks and Wax. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) $2 million for the Great Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, uh, How about this one? $50 million should be made available for democracy programs for Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Another $856,000 for LGBT Center in New York City. Um, 750,000 for the Trans-Latin Coalition to provide workforce development programs and supportive services for transgender and gender nonconforming and intersex immigrant women in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I can interject. So, so the, the guy, Dan Bishop, retweeted um, from Katie Pavlich yes. a picture of um, the, the U.S. Ukrainian flags line the streets of D.C. with President Zelensky in town. Yeah. The Ukrainian flag is higher than the American flag. That's uh, incorrect. Yeah. And looking at the way that the that the flag, the, the, it, it's, it's mounted to the pole. Yeah. Yeah, it's higher. It's quite a bit higher. $2 million for MLK Labor. MLK Labor in Washington. That's an affiliate of the AFL-CIO, the same group that expelled police officers in Seattle from their ranks because of equity reasons. MLK labor. Yep, that's what they call it. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at, folks. That is absolutely where, it's at, where, we, where we are at. I mean, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. It never seems to stop. Uh, let's see. What else was it? Um, unbelievable with the pork that is in this bill that was just passed right on through over 4,000 earmarks. 
It's still fewer than the 9,000 earmarks included in the physical 2010 appropriations bills that passed before House Republicans adopted an earmark ban after taking over the lower chamber in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's totally pork-barreling. Thomas Schatz, the president of Citizens Against Government Waste, who estimated there are more than 4,400 earmarks in the sprawling bill. Ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, you got to pass the bill before you can read the bill. Yeah, I guess that's not, I mean, hey, now that you're on city council in Waynesboro, I think you should just pass the budget without reading it. I mean, you, just, th- you think so? Yeah, I mean, because it, it works at the federal level. I mean, it's a surely. big old book and it's hard. And you're too busy. Uh, I got too much to do. Uh, yeah. Well, you should have your staffers go through it for you. You think that? Yeah. Like, you know, here you read a page and you read a page and. We may skip a few pages, but that's okay because nobody really pays attention anyway. Well, I figure if you give me the book, I can read four pages a minute for the next 16 hours. Okay. I can get to the budget for you. Okay. Yeah, because I've got, I've got plenty of time now. Well, you are unemployed. <laughs> I am unemployed, so i got <laughs> lots of time on my hands. So however I can help you, Jim, <laughs> you just let me know. <laughs> well, all right. But I, I found so uh, Dan Bishop again tweeted the uh, 18 Republicans who voted for this travesty yes blunt out of missouri capito out of west Read virginia sing them okay let's go for the top boozman from uh arkansas okay uh blunt from missouri yep capito from west virginia more names we've heard before collins from maine really there's a big surprise cornyn from texas another big surprise tom cotton arkansas wow yeah lindsey graham south carolina yeah jim in- jim inhoff oklahoma mm. oh here's a really good one yeah. mitch mcconnell kentucky yeah. You're still talking about that establishment side of the parking lot. Exactly. We got Moran from Kansas. Well, we got, oh, we got Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. Oh my God. Somebody hold me up. I'm about to faint. I can't believe that. Uh, Rob Portman from Ohio. Mitt Romney from Utah. Uh, The honorable Mitt Romney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rounds from South Dakota. Shelby from, uh, from uh, uh, Alabama. uh, John Thune, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Wicker from Mississippi and Young from Indiana. Those are the 18... That voted for it. That voted for this travesty. Somebody needs to go in a little deeper digging and find out exactly what those 18 got out of that omnibus bill. Yeah. We need to find out. You know, some of these guys uh, that has these big, uh, you know, the the Glenn Becks, the, the Sean Hannity's, um, you know, uh, the Jesse Kelly's, they need to go look and see. Buck and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Clay. They need to go look and see what they got out of those bills and start exposing it. Get their research staff, that big high-dollar, well-versed research staff, not just Jim and Dwight mm-hmm. in the bunker. We need to get out there, and they need to find out exactly what those 18, what pork was in those bills that those 18 got. I mean, you got Murkowski and, 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 and Mitt Romney yeah. and some of those usual re- re- suspects who voted because somebody told me I was supposed to push the green button, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Because I'm going back and I'm reading more stuff in here. Um, you said the Hawkins in the Color School. Did you just talk about that? I did not, no. I would never have mentioned the – say that word again, it's the it, what? That's what it says. Diversity, Inclusion, and Social Equity Center. The Hawkins and Colored School, number 107, played a historic role in the landmark Brown versus Board of Education case, which ended segregation in schools. Now, more than 60 years after the school closed its doors – Friends of Hawkinson Colored School Number One Hundred Seven Inc. is receiving seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in federal taxpayer funds at the request of Delaware Senators Chris Coons and Tom Carper to transform the property into a center for diversity, inclusion, and social equity. 
According to the Group Center, we use to host diversity, equity, inclusion workshops on controversial topics such as ethnicities, gender identity, and genetics, public safety and social justice, and social determinants of health. That's a lot of words. That's a whole lot of words that says they want to perpetuate some of the BS that goes on now that continues to stuff money in the pockets of elected officials for decades to come. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Massachusetts Markey and Warren were also to combine two left-wing priorities into their half-million-dollar earmark for Worcester State University to increase diversity and inclusion for STEM students to study climate change. So now we got wokeism and climate change all together smashed up into one little paragraph in this omnibus bill. According to Warren, this project would increase access and success for underrepresented incoming college students. How does that help incoming college students? If you make the grades, you're going to be pulled into those programs. You got to understand how this all works. You know, my son goes to a state school. Mm-hmm. And in that state school, they have testing that you take when you come in. Sure. And if you score high on these tests, then you go to another series of testing. Then you go to another series of testing. I don't know how many layers, mm-hmm. but it's a several ser- series of testing. And there is a scholarship program mm-hmm. for the guys and, and ladies with the guys in gen- a general term. Right. All right. Uh, let me get my pronouns right. Um, use the right <laughs> pronouns, Jim. Always you'll be in the paper but again. These There's 18 of them. Mm-hmm. They all live in one house together. They have a full-ride scholarship to school. Okay. So when they apply there, they think they're paying for school. But they tested so well, they get the full-ride academic scholarship. And those kids work at the school, mm-hmm. but they also have to take higher-level courses in, in research in such, in such fields that they're interested in. You know, They're automatically pulled into those programs because their intelligence and their problem-solving skills and their critical thinking actually qualifies them for those programs. Okay. Instead of taking taxpayer money to create dummy ghost positions mm-hmm. to pull people who may not be as deserving in to bring that whole team down. Okay. That right, that 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 equity stuff drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Because it's not equal in any means. No, it's one thing if you have earned it. <clears throat> Just because you're black or a minority or a a female or gay or whatever shouldn't play a part at all. Your social standing should have nothing to do with your academic standing. It's about your grades. It's about what you produce. Yeah. If Uh, you're a 4.0 student and you've worked hard and you've earned that, congratulations. Absolutely. I'm all for you. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what gender you think you are. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. You know, because you're bringing the whole program down by letting these people funnel that money into it and the school will will take it because they want that money. They want that funding. Yep. Unbelievable. It's that greed all the way from top to bottom. It's disgusting. That's why I really think if somebody like Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today and could see what we're doing with all this this DEI crap. Yeah. I mean, he would be he'd be rolling over in his grave right now if he if he actually could. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it this is insane. We we've gone backwards. We're no longer doing what's right. It's and again, you know, he was right when he talked about the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Yeah, we've completely forgotten that. We've or not forgotten. We've ignored it. Yeah, it, it, this is this is now intentional. Yeah, and now we're funding it. We're yeah. throwing millions of dollars at it, 
And you know, as you know, this stuff's not going to go away. Yeah. Once you start funding something, it's going to go on to perpetuity. It is. And you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I was uh, looking at one of the think tanks and it was a point they brought up um, that, that uh, really kind of got my attention uh, today too. Um, you're talking about doing it, it's going to do it in perpetuity. Well, in order to fund all these hard costs, all right, that means they have to lower their discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you come out of 2023, you come out of the gate in 2023. This is my budget. This is who I'm giving money to. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's got their money. Now I have a lesser pool of discretionary spending to spend the next two thirds of the year mm-hmm. in case something happens. That reserve fund. Let something bad go happen. Now all of a sudden they spend all their discretionary money. Then what do they do? They come back and they take it off out of the blood of the taxpayers yet again. Yep. Well, you didn't give us enough in the first place. Right. No, because you gave it all away to stupid shit to begin with. Yeah. Instead of, you know, laying back, spending what you had to, uh, observing your priorities mm-hmm. and seeing what you have to pay for. And then worry about that. All that stuff, those museums, the walking trail, out of that should come out of discretionary spending, not the hard spending. Mm-hmm. But right now, we can, you know, who knows? We could have a huge natural disaster in, I don't know, September, August. You know, those plates could shift like they've always talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and through St. Louis and the, the whole North American continent split in two. You know, well, we're in disaster area then if it goes that bad. <laughs> Pretty much. But, you know, have a big major disaster and all of a sudden now you've spent all the money on all this, you know, social wokeness. You have no rainy day fund. And you have no rainy day fund to take care of what you may need to take care of down the road. Listen, I'm okay with spending where spending needs to be done. Sure. We have local politicians here who won't spend a dime as tight as Dick's hat band. I am a conservative at heart and a conservative all the way when it comes to my belief in, 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 in government. Mm-hmm. But there are things that we need to pay for. There are things that we need to operate and operate comfortably to make our citizens comfortable in their homes, in their city, on the streets, when they're at work, when they're shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to fund those things. But all these, these this woke stuff they're putting in the hard spending... This is this is going to what it's not the inflation that's going to kill us. It's this. This is what's going to choke us off at some point to where we have no we're going to skip a recession and go deep into a depression again. Sure. Absolutely. Well, we had this discussion when we were talking about the COVID spending right here in our own city. Yeah. You know, they wanted to build a park out of the COVID funds. Yeah. You know, and here we have a a, a pandemic where, where money was set aside mm-hmm. to deal with the pandemic. Okay. And and I'm not going to argue about whether the pandemic was planned or not. Well, my point I'm trying to get to is that money was set aside to deal with the pandemic, uh-huh. but how it could be used was the problem. Yeah. I mean, how does building a park help with a pandemic? How does, how does funding a new sewer was it to do with a pandemic? Okay. The, to me, the money should be used if anything for more medicines or, you know, that, that kind of stuff, stuff that actually matters to the situation at hand. Yeah. Okay, here we are, $31 trillion in debt. We have stuff that we need to spend money on, our military. Yes. Okay, uh, protecting the southern border and the northern border. Yeah. There's stuff that we need to fund. But when we're putting money into a museum, a performing arts museum, how does that help Listen, and, and the country? It, it doesn't. And, and with the budget they have set now, right now, this is going to add to our annual deficit. Mm-hmm. How do you make a budget that adds to your annual deficit? 
It's not a budget. You're using no. the wrong word. Yeah. It's an invoice. Pretty much, yeah. You're presenting an invoice to the American people for your bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right? The annual deficits are projected at $1.6 trillion on average for each of the next 10 years. Oh, my goodness. $1.6 trillion added to the deficit for the next 10 years. I'm reading part of this thing. Think it says Congress should take steps now to rein in deficits and debt. They should stop the spending for 23 and 24 to try to rein in some of those deficits. Mm-hmm. You know, but yet they continue to head the wrong direction. They're adding to the deficit. Mm-hmm. They're adding to money that we're borrowing. Listen, if you if you're in debt up to your eyeballs and your credit rating is crap, do you think the bank is going to continue to give you money to live on? Well, some banks will, well. <laughs> but the vast majority won't. Yeah, well, see, uh, there is also welfare, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that money's going to dry up eventually. It's going to stop. And when it stops, even the biggest loan shark eventually is going to have enough, and he's going to say, hey, pay up, bitch. Yeah. Or I'll break your kneecaps. Exactly. Yeah. $1.6 trillion on over the next 10 years, per year over the next 10 years on average. But it's because we have no account, no accountability. I'm trying to yeah. find the list of what our, our budget has been for every single year. Uh, I'm curious to see how this year matches up to previous. Yeah, I know it's higher than most. I mean, why um, are we paying seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for a trolley museum in Connecticut? A trolley museum. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why? Why does the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame museum in Cleveland get a million dollars? I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was severely disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, thank goodness the the football Hall of Fame is on the way up there. So you know, it, it saved the weekend, <laughs> and the people in Cleveland were awesome. So mm-hmm. you know, that it was a good trip that way around. But to just four million dollars to build a swimming pool at Covina High School in Covina, California. They can't build their own. Why is our taxpayer dollars and not California dollars going? Yeah. To build a, a pool at Covina High School. Well, and California's got the money. Instead of trying to look at yeah. paying reparations at like a quarter of a million dollars per black person mm-hmm. over there, how about you build the pool you need? Ooh, here's one that's really going to make you happy. Okay. Because it's in the hometown of your parents. Oh, okay. It's in good old Atlanta. Hotlanta. 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 Man, I've gotten in trouble so many times in Hotlanta. You've told me some stories. Down a little five points. Oh, my goodness. You can get in trouble down there as a young man, let me tell you. It's Mm -hmm. it's a great place. Go to the Vortex and eat. It's great, great burgers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The Varsity Grill is good food. There's plenty. I've heard of Varsity Grill. Yeah. Oh, it's real. Varsity Grill is more famous. Uh, There's another one down there. Oh, my God. What's the name of it? It's a Jamaican uh, restaurant in Little Five Points. used to be there. I don't even know if it's there anymore, but just freaking awesome. Um, yeah, got in lots of trouble in Atlanta. <laughs> anyway. If I go down right. there and say, uh, Jim Wood, what, 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 is, what does that get me? Um, Arrested? Might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. $7.5 million for the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. For what? How many books do they need to buy? How much stationery does he need? Uh, 7.5. That's insane. Those are supposed those should be independently funded. Should be independently funded. Well, I thought they were. I mean, years ago I found out recently yeah. they weren't, but no. for years I always thought yeah. it was done out of a out of, out of a foundation or should be. or it, grants or something, but it should be. This why is do you ridiculous. why does getting elected president automatically get you a a presidential library funded by the taxpayers. It should not. Now, if you're a Mount Vernon 
or a Monticello. Yes, that's right, people outside of Virginia. It's pronounced Monticello, mm-hmm. not Monticello. Monticello. Yeah, no, it's Monticello. If you're some of, some of the founding fathers that is the history of this country, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy Carter you know, is not a founding father and probably me, not someone you want to be. The second worst president we've ever had. Yeah. You know, behind Joe Biden. Does I, yeah, I, I'm 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 not down, I'm not down with the peanut farmer. Yeah, his library. No. Or the walking trail for Michelle Obama. If they wanted to do something for all the good work he's done for uh, Habitat for Humanity and the homes that yeah. he's built since then, hey man, I'm 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 definitely open for the conversation. But for what he did in his four years as president, mm-hmm. yeah, seven and a half million dollars. No, no way. Not in modern taxpayer money. Absolutely not. That, that just. It blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, you could build a whole new church building for seven and a half million dollars. You're not building a new, a new Jimmy Carter museum. What is the money going to? Yeah. Gold, gold encrusted toilets or something or what? Yeah. I mean, this, this lame duck, uh, session, uh, budgeting is, is never proven to work. It's never proven to be fruitful for the American people. Uh, quite honestly, you know, um, uh, what was it I read? Uh, con- Congress should punt on appropriations until 2023 oh, yeah. on a lame duck session. Mm-hmm. Pay for what you need to, but pork should not be allowed, especially uh, anytime really, but especially in a lame duck session. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have right now. And the only thing they're trying to do is feed every bit they can through until they hopefully get their guy elected next time. Right. So... Yeah, this is this is an issue. This is a problem, and I've said it from pretty much day one. Secure your perimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, take care of your home, your family, and your home. Take care of your friends. Take care of your community. Spread that circle out wider. Take care of your town, your city. Take care of your county. Take care of your state, and then we'll and the federal will end up. Well, it'll end up pushing it out the top. Yeah, you know, get the get the corruption out. Well, the, in, the the most direct influence anybody can really have is at the local level, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, look at you. You, you ran for city council because yes. you saw things, things that need to be changed right here in our own city. Yes. You know, there's things at the federal level you want to change, but it's not like you can just walk up there and, and change it. Yes. You know, yes, you have our congressman's phone number in your cell. You could call him. But well, yeah. he represents, you know, another 100,000 people in the 6th District, right. not just you. Right. You know, but here at the local level, yeah, you can make a difference. I think you're right 100%. Make make the change locally. Start at the grassroots level. Yes. And work your way up. Yeah. Because that's, top that's down is not going to work. It's the only way anymore. There's no other way to do it. There's no right. other way to do it because it's so corrupt yeah. on both the Republican and the Democrat side. Oh, yeah. Both you know, Mitch McConnell and, you know, that bunch in Washington, they just proved by signing onto this bill that we know they didn't read. There's no way. They they approved this bill on a section that pertained to them, not the bill overall. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way we can perceive that as the American taxpayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Secure your perimeter, folks. That's all I got to say. Well, probably should end on that note because I'm going to get worked up talking some more about this this travesty. I know. And you got to go to your room after this and you're just going to sit and agitate by yourself sitting on the edge oh, of bed. Oh, great. I'm going to be yelling at the wall. Might, well, don't you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already do. <laughs> Throw things at my TV. Oh, yeah. Screaming at the windshield driving home. Oh, yeah. 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 My, my, my one mile drive home. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, back in the back in the late 70s, there was a show on called Real People. 
Never heard and of it was just a variety show, and they showed people's inventions and crazy people and mm-hmm. people with weird names and stuff like that. There was a guy from my part of the state who uh, they read his name. They, go through, they used to go through the phone book. Mm-hmm. Okay, boys and girls, the phone book was a thing you used to get once a year that had all the phone numbers listed in your area. And if you want to know somebody's number, you had to do that because you didn't have call waiting. Or yeah. caller ID. I'm sorry, caller ID. Call ID. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they didn't have call waiting either. So if you called somebody and they were on the phone, you had to wait till they got off the phone before you could call them. That's right. You didn't get to interrupt them. You get the eh, eh, eh. Those were really kind of the days. I miss those days. Yeah, right? they, it was a fun time. Yeah. I didn't Good like time. the party line too well, but I like, you know. Yeah, party line was a little bit before was a little my four time. Year time. Yeah. I was little but when we had a party line, but yeah. You can pick up the phone and listen to everybody's conversation. I've heard about that, Moms yeah. would get mad at you. One mom would tell us, hey, little Jimmy was listening to my phone call. Well, I didn't know what they were talking about, but give me something to do anyway i'm sure it did so, <laughs> anyway mommy she mentioned this what is that yeah anyway they had the, a guy who created an invention on there just for politician this was during the carter era uh-huh. yeah it was called the tv brick okay yeah it was a sponge uh-huh. that was painted like a brick uh-huh. and it showed the commercial the guy sitting in his big old easy chair and on his table beside of him, he had a stack of TV bricks. And every every time Jimmy Carter or somebody would say something stupid on TV, he'd pick up one of them bricks and throw it at his TV. <laughs> it was supposed to reduce stress, you know? Yeah. I think it needs to make a comeback. Well, I don't know. It'd probably damage your LCD TV today. But, I don't uh, know. It's just a sponge. I'm sure we could find something. I'm sure. Yeah. It needs to make a comeback. It probably. See, but for me, like, I need a real brick. You know what else has come back? What's that? Christmas is Sunday. I know. Isn't that cool? It is cool. So everybody out there in Liberty Room world, we hope that you have the merriest of Christmases. We so appreciate you every year, every day, every week that we get to come into your house, come into your car, come into your head and and talk to you. We are so blessed uh, uh, by having this platform. And uh, by having this platform, we get to wish all of you all a very Merry Christmas uh, we'll sit, we'll talk to you again before the new year, but uh, man, the the big fat man doesn't come down from the North Pole but once a year, and we're so happy that uh, he's going to bring all of our listeners, all the good boys and girls. All of you are getting something good this year. You're on the nice list. Yes. We checked with the big guy. We checked twice. But don't ever forget that uh, today or this week was the day is the day December 25th is the day that we celebrate the birth of our savior. Don't ever forget that part of it. Amen. Enjoy Christmas, enjoy Santa Claus, enjoy the presents, enjoy your family, but take a moment to recognize exactly why we have this day every year. Yep. Everybody, thank you very much for tuning into the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Don't forget the libertyroom.com. That is the website to get to to get into the Liberty Room and share with all your friends. Also, take that link and share it on your social media. While you're there, click on over to on the, the connector that gets you over to thejimwood.com, which will bring you to our live chat show every Wednesday night on 5 different platforms of social media. You'll see it when you get there. I don't need to repeat them again, but we're awful thankful we have them. Everybody, have the best Christmas ever. God bless you each and every one. Merry Christmas.